Hello and welcome to Puffcast, the ultimate Hufflepuff podcast. This is episode 24 on February 3rd, 2021. I am Melanie. And I'm Juliana. And this week we have two very special guests. We have Sequoia and Kim from the Fanatical Fix podcast. Welcome, Ooh. ladies. Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. We're very excited to yeah. be here. Yeah, thanks for inviting us on. Yeah. yeah, this is a really spontaneous, fun thing we have had a couple of weeks ago that someone uh, from our podcast who's listening to both of us, to both our podcasts, suggested mm -hmm. this, that we should record together. And you immediately said, yeah, let's do it. So here we are. <laughs> I'm really grateful that you let a Slytherin come on to your Hufflepuff podcast. Um. <laughs> of course. <laughs> in fact you are actually not the first Slytherin Ooh. so mm. oh, no, you're not. excellent <laughs> and you thought you were special <laughs> <laughs> she puts you straight yeah. back to your place <laughs> get oh. back in your house <laughs> <laughs> no of course as everyone knows Hufflepuffs welcome everyone from any house so no worries about that <laughs> of course but Now that we got you, and maybe there is someone out there who does not know yet who you are, maybe you want to introduce yourselves, give us your fandom ID, and then we will get into your podcast details. Oh, and also your favorite food that is not pizza, because we assume that your favorite food is pizza. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, you're not wrong. So do not take offense to that. Because <laughs> there have been many people who are like, but... But why can I not choose pizza? It's like, because we already know that pizza is your favorite food. Because it is everyone's favorite food. So what is your second favorite food? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I'm Kim. I co-host uh, Fanatical Fix with Sequoia. I'm a Hufflepuff. My Patronus, uh, yeah. <laughs> my Patronus is a possum. And my oh. wand... <laughs> is i don't know i did the wand quiz on uh pottermore a million years ago do not remember what i got and i feel like i would probably like break a wand if i'm being honest with myself <laughs> yeah same. probably can't be trusted with a wand i think it's probably better if i do like the original character thing and do a lot of wandless magic <laughs> ah the smart magic okay oh and my favorite food that's not pizza is sushi let's say i don't know Pizza's oh, nice. my favorite. <laughs> pizza folded in half so it's like a taco. I don't know. Ooh, taco pizza. You know what? I can count taco pizza as a different food than regular pizza because you can, like, shove stuff inside of it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I will take that. Um, I am Sequoia Simone. I am a co-host of Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them. My house is Slytherin, as I stated before. Proud Slytherin. Boo hiss. Um, my... <laughs> My Patronus um, is a black cat, and uh, mm -hmm. my wand, I also took that quiz a long time ago and don't remember, but I have, like, I have a, I have a feeling, a feeling within me mm. of what my wand would be. I'm thinking ten and a half inches, and here's the thing. My name is Sequoia, so uh -huh. it's got to be made out uh -huh. of the wood from a Sequoia tree, clearly. Uh-huh. Oh. Yes. I like how you can like feel inside of you how long the wand would like Listen. nothing inside of me is like I would have 
at 12 and three quarter inches what it's like i have no idea I, i'm just someone who has no concept for distance or time or anything like that either so that's probably it as well i just know i just know um 10 and a half inches sequoia wood and then i clearly it's unicorn hair is the core that's just mm, what it yeah. is that's just who we are um and sure. my favorite food that is not pizza is burritos Ooh, okay. I don't think we've heard burritos. Burritos. Yet. No. That's nice. An original. <laughs> nice. 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 Great. Now we are finally getting some variety in food, and not just pizza. <laughs> I know. I'm waiting for someone to say something like really crazy, like some kind of like they're like, I love eating like non bread. I'd be like, okay, nice. you can non-bread stay on bread with some sauce and then some cheese and then some <laughs> toasted. <laughs> It's kind of a little what? bit browned on the top, and what? then you cut it into quarters <laughs> that look like triangles. <laughs> Whoops. So pizza. Whoops. Uh, okay. When you're not when you're not podcasting, what are you guys doing if you want to talk about it? Do you want to go first? Uh, preparing to podcast. <laughs> we read a lot of fan fiction. That's what we do. All our free time, fan fiction. End of list. <laughs> I don't know. You read comic books and watch anime. Well, okay. <laughs> um, I read a lot of fan fiction and I have a second podcast. So basically all I do is work and podcast. There are two things in uh-huh. my whole life. <laughs> it I sounds like my podcast. life. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, when do I even have time to do anything that's not those things? Watching a lot of scary movies because it's October. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's for your podcast, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but also it's for October. Your other podcast. <laughs> ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's spooky month. Okay, you can tell about that some more later, too. Because I did not know yeah. that you have another podcast, actually. Starting soon. Starting soon. Yeah, I remember you saying something about it on the last episode of Fanatical Fix. Yes. Because I remember that you're like, oh, it's, it's I'm not on it, but I am, but I'm not, but I am. And I was like, oh, okay, now I remember this conversation. <laughs> okay so this is where we will get into some feedback from our listeners to be inserted here later because obviously this episode is going to be coming out in 2021 holy (laughs) um and i can say that because it's so weird that part's gonna be edited out (laughs) yeah i mean this is really so weird we have rescheduled everything a little bit and that this is coming out in february (laughs) it's just yeah yeah well (laughs) <laughs> Y'all are way ahead. Nice work. We're like barely yeah. hanging on, right, Sequoia? <laughs> yep. Constantly <laughs> barely hanging on. It's fine. We look more organized than we are most of the time. <laughs> this yeah. is just a facade. <laughs> I'd like to think we're more organized than we look, but I, I, don't, I don't think that's no. true. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> Kim doesn't agree. <laughs> News. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the news segment of this podcast. This is Juliana reporting live from the Hogwarts Castle. Today, we have some breaking news for you. So, just general news we have a brand new president in the United States. Hooray! We're all very excited. The whole world is excited for you, honestly. Yes. Yes. Hopefully, that means that a lot of things will 
kind of go a little bit better in the future in the United States and also in the entirety of the world too. Mm -hmm. That's just a good positive thing that happened these past couple of weeks. So hooray. (laughs) We have some news in regards to the new Harry Potter game. It has been delayed a full year now. So now it will be coming out in 2022, along with Fantastic Beasts. So there will be pretty much no Harry Potter content coming out this year. As we know of so far. Yeah. there's. It seems like there's always something coming out. They just randomly yeah. come up with stuff like, oh, here, have another set of editions of these same books. <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah, it. I mean, I can see them doing that. Yeah. But yeah, that is, it seems to become a theme here. Mm-hmm. Everything we are looking forward to is being delayed over and over again. But then, I suppose, because of the whole situation that we are having worldwide right now, uh, it's mm-hmm. only to be expected that certain things are being delayed because of that. Because surely production and whatever else they have to take care of or staff is probably reduced and so on, that it's automatically taking more time. And we rather want to have something that is fully finished and great instead of something quickly rushed because they want to keep mm-hmm. the deadline. So yeah, it's sad to <laughs> wait even longer. But you pointed out it is good for you because that gives you more time to save up for a new uh, device to play this game on. Yes, because I don't have any kind of game playing device outside of my Game Boy Advance SP. And that's not going to play this game. (laughs) My computer definitely is not up to it. So maybe I'll get a PS3 at an even deeper discount when when this all rolls around. Or an old Xbox or something. Hmm. We are also having a fun announcement for you. Since you have seen we have gotten a new logo, we also finally got our new stickers. And we are hosting a sticker giveaway for you. So to enter, you should go over to our Instagram and look for our giveaway post. And how this works is please tag two friends below the post and include the secret word pizza in your comment. (laughs) then share the post in your stories and tag us and we will announce the winner on episode 25 you can only get that secret word by listening here so it's an exclusive (laughs) yeah okay i did not know that part but that is fun yeah that way more people will listen i see what you did there that is so clever i'm trying to work on my marketing skills you know learning Mm. little tips and tricks as i go are you sure you're not a Ravenclaw? No, I definitely am not. Okay, maybe maybe I do have to replace you. <laughs> yeah, I'm cunning. That's what I am. I'm a secondary Slytherin and I'm cunning. So I'm finding new ways to get us people by tricking them. <laughs> not saying that we Hufflepuffs can't be clever, of course. Of course we are clever. Um, <clears throat> oh, yes. Moving on. <laughs> Stay tuned, and the giveaway includes two stickers with our new logo on them, and also an exclusive pizza keyring made by the artist who does the pizza wizard, John Bergerman. You can win that as well. I have one on my keyring, and it's a lovely bit of fun every day when I go to pick up my keys. Uh, I got one from Juliana for Christmas, and uh, now I have to look at it every day when I <laughs> take my keys and I am getting hungry for pizza. So thank you for that. <laughs> I'm glad I can spread the hunger of pizza to another person. <laughs> so after our do 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 news this week, 
we have some feedback from episode 23, which was our discussion with our friend Sophie about Tina Goldstein. Uh, and we have... Oh, yes, Mel. Episode 23 was the indie popcorn, but we uh, had in our oh, feedback yes, section, we talked a little bit about episode 22. So this is kind of like a... Oh, okay. Well, I guess this is for episode 23. <laughs> Confusion! Ah! <laughs> anyway... This is feedback to the feedback. Oh, okay. So from this last is, episode. Ah, okay. I understand. Okay. This is feedback in regards to episode 23, which is in regards to feedback from episode 22. So someone said something <laughs> yes. on episode 22, and then they send in feedback, and then Andre is reacting to the feedback from someone earlier. Almost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's like a leap uh, leaping frog kind of situation where people are just like boop 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 and now we're at episode uh, 24. Remember when we in episode 22 we talked with Sophie about Tina. From that we got all sorts of responses to Buttercup's question if Tina was actually should be in half of Puff or if any other house would fit to her. So these feedbacks of everyone where we thought it would clear up mm -hmm. what they think made us more confused and we didn't get an answer and this is the answer from Andre to that confusion. Ah, okay. So, so to Andre's, the, yeah. Andre's responding to confusion and I'm creating confusion. <laughs> so this all works out in the end. Yeah. So what Andre said about all of the shenanigans from twenty episode 23 was about the justification many gave for putting Tina in Gryffindor, parentheses, for her courage in being an or end parentheses. Particularly, I don't think courage is an exclusive trait characteristic of Gryffindors. As the saga itself has already taught us, in addition to Tonks, as very well pointed out by you, we have remembered that Theseus, a Hufflepuff, was also head of the Aurors, in addition to being a war hero. Do you want more courage than that? Maybe, Andre. Maybe. How about Tonks leaving her newborn son to go to the battle to sacrifice herself for a world free of darkness for her son? As Mel mentioned, we have to stop looking at the characters with their superficial features. It's not feasible to qualify a character just for his courage, but for the sum of the qualities and virtues. Otherwise, Hermione should be in Ravenclaw. Anyway, all these points only reinforce me that the theory that Alistair Moody was a Hufflepuff, as well as Theseus and Tonks. And finally, for me, Tina has a profile of being from Ravenclaw, and her sister is from Slytherin. Yeah. Hmm. Andre always has some really great points. I wonder why he sees that Queenie would be from Slytherin. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like she's a Hufflepuff. She likes food. She's very empathetic. We're always going by <laughs> if people are liking food, then you must be Hufflepuff. This you is the only quality we have. You have to be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> it's just like the only thing about being good thing about being in the Hufflepuff common room is that it's close to the kitchens. <laughs> Not that that's the only thing, but that's kind of the trope that people play off of. Yeah. But I don't know. I think we kind of just came to the conclusion that I think in my head, I don't think I have a house for Tina yet. Yeah, me neither yet. I mean, because I feel like we've gotten some really good arguments from a lot of different points of view. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I can't really sort her. I guess she's just a Thunderbird, <laughs> which doesn't really mean much of anything because I we barely know anything about Overmorty. I assume she would be a headstall to... yeah mostly all of the houses in Hogwarts and it would just be depending on what she feels like would mm -hmm. suit her best because we have a main idea of what every house is standing for and she would then make her own decision of where to go and that could be basically anything 
So I'm going to give my hot take on that because I actually just watched the first movie this morning while I was running. And Mm. to me, it seems like she wants recognition and she wants to be an Auror so bad. She just wants that kind of glory a little bit of being an Auror. I feel like she would probably land in Ravenclaw if the hat had its choice, possibly, or maybe even Hufflepuff. But I think that for herself, she might pick Gryffindor because that is the brave house. And I feel as though from watching the movie earlier today that she wants to be seen as brave and she wants to be seen as a great Auror, which is a little bit more Gryffindor-like. But this is just how I feel after watching the movie. I think I have to disagree a little bit with you here. Yeah. I don't think that she is seeking this position for being recognized, Mm. but because she is just having this really strong feeling of righteousness. She wants to do the right thing Mm -hmm. and sees a lot of things that aren't fair and aren't very great in the world. And she wants to stand up and do the right thing to make the world better, but not Mm. to get the recognition for that but that is basically what she is i feel like that's very hufflepuff yeah i think so too so tina is a hufflepuff ha! did we find a oh we found a reason <laughs> take that sophie we claim well her. done us she's ours now okay moving on we also got a very cute message from sarah earlier today of day of recording and yeah. she wrote Good morning. I was really tired when I woke up, so I put on the latest episode of Puffcast and Mm -hmm. drifted in and out of consciousness for an hour. I didn't follow the storyline of the episode, but it was really nice just hearing Mel and Juliana's voices. I feel quite rested now. Gonna have to listen to the episode again later, but this was definitely a good start to my Sunday. Aww, that was so sweet when we read that this morning. Yeah. That was really nice. Uh, And I'm so happy that you had a nice Sunday morning. Yeah. She also wrote about making herself some good tea and toast and just enjoying Mm -hmm. her morning. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. It kind of makes me chuckle a little bit too, because I was actually just talking about this on the All Good Dogs podcast that I was on last night, where I was telling her that people tell us that our podcast is relaxing to listen to. And my response to that is like, how do you find this relaxing? (laughs) I feel as though I'm a very jarring person sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. And I, in response to Sarah's message today, I actually said that maybe this is a good positive new point we can put on our resume. Mm. Uh, Voices that are delightful and soothing. (laughs) Soothing tones of podcasts. Welcome to (laughs) podcast. But please do not fall asleep because we want you to engage in the conversation. Thank you. (laughs) Say something back to us. Don't drift off. Come, come back. Come back. Come back. If anyone starts drifting off, just let me know. The pizza wizard can come right in and just like jar you right awake. Don't worry. His voice is not subtle. Wake up. (laughs) Hello. Wake up. What What are you doing? Get up. Get up, get up, wake up, come on, let's go. Chip, chip and shooty, you know, get your bombing gear. I think with that, you would probably not feel very rested anymore. No. <laughs> and I know my voice doesn't feel very rested after I do that either. Yeah, maybe you should have another fancy tea as well to calm down your throat. My new tea mug that Mel got me for Christmas and it has our <laughs> pictures kind of 
illustrated pictures on it. Yeah, it's us as witches. <laughs> it's lovely. You know, I'll probably post it to our social media at some point. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'll do that. And then we had a little bit more feedback from Jeff. What did Jeff say, Mel? Uh, Jeff said, regards to the Indie Popcorn recording, oh my gosh. I don't know how he would say it. Would he say it more dramatic? He has such <laughs> flair. I, can do, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Possibly. Here's an idea. Here's an idea, Jeff. Please, just that small line recorded for us and we use it every now and then in the podcast <laughs> in that an appropriate moment that would be great like at the beginning of this feedback we will put it right here yeah so get to it <laughs> get on jeff so he wrote oh my gosh i love indie popcorn i love this episode because it is hard at this point to imagine a time when you two were not my best friends and the show was not a part of my life oh <sighs> So much heartwarming messages today. <laughs> we have friends. Oh, they love us. Yay. <laughs> we love them even more. Yay. Oh, so thank you. That was very nice to hear. And we yeah. are glad that you were excited. Let's see if that happens this year again. They have yeah. another round of online cons. That might be one of them on the list. So we would be looking forward to it. Yeah. And it was really nice of KJ to get us involved in that. And we're, we're more than happy to do it for a second time. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we did have some feedback in regards to some of the other posts that we made, who was the most Hufflepuff, and we will touch on those in the next feedback for episode... 25. 25. So we will talk about that then. Just other general feedback. Our Bernie meme was a hit. Everyone liked our little <laughs> Bernie meme. I had this day where <laughs> there were way over 100 messages in our group window Mm-hmm. And all of them were only full of these self-made memes. And I was just, is it yeah. really worth it for me to look through over 100 messages if that is the only content we are having here right now? Oh, but some of them are so funny. But I don't know why. And please, people don't hate me, but I don't get it. Yeah, some of them, okay. But I, well, anyway, <laughs> everyone loved it. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy. We had a fun, it was a fun time. It was just a silly moment. Something silly that came out of the inauguration. Now I'm going to get hate messages from Sophie. Um. <laughs> yeah, Sophie made a lot of Bernie memes. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> she was loving it. But uh, yeah, so we had our Bernie meme. And then last week, Buttercup's challenge. Yeah, challenge. Because we didn't have Buttercup on that episode. Uh, but we did put out a challenge to everyone to hashtag pass the puff. And we wanted everyone to get someone else to listen to Puffcast. Uh, so if you have passed on the puff to someone else and you have gotten someone else to listen, please let us know how you did so. Did you make them a pizza that said Puffcast on the top? <laughs> I know at least that Jeff has been posting on all the social medias everywhere. <laughs> the last, I, I mean, yeah. he is, he's amazing. Yeah, we <laughs> he's love just, Jeff a lot. He's supporting us so much and he's just spreading the messages everywhere. So once again, big thank you and shout out to you, Jeff. You are so great. We love you. Yes. Just know that in-person recommendations seem to be the best way to pass on podcasts and other recommendations to people. Yeah. We'd love to get our name out there. We'd love to have more people in our little community. So if you know someone who you think would enjoy the podcast, please let them know and recommend us to them if you feel inclined to do so. Or else we will keep bothering you and bothering you and bothering you with the same message because yeah. this is our year of growing and yeah. we're having big goals. Yeah. So... <laughs> 
Yeah. We are very determined yeah. and hardworking Hufflepuffs. Yeah. <laughs> so we will find new people and we will make you find them for us. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Maybe less threatening. <laughs> we, st we still love you. So even if you don't, so it's, that, it's okay. <laughs> that was an evil voice filled with love. So don't worry. <laughs> that was a loving evil okay. voice. Kind of like Voldemort from, from the Puffs play. Mm. <laughs> He's evil, but he loves his death buddies. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have a few new Apple Podcast reviews. And like we said before, if you review us, we will read it on the show. And we'd love to send you a sticker. Our first review comes from my sister, Maria. And she said, five star. They are so genuine. You can tell that they really love Harry Potter and that their personalities shine. It's a great listen. Which, from her, is a very high compliment because... <laughs> <laughs> she's my sister <laughs> but thank you maria and she did get her sticker i sent her a sticker in the mail already <laughs> good yes all right and then we got a second uh five star review and that one is and i try to pronounce this correctly auntie mammy yeah it looks like it's mammy like a southern mammy. grandma yeah she writes puffy as it gets this podcast is just as cozy as one would expect from these lovely and welcoming Hufflepuff hosts, except when Juliana has her Slytherin moments. <laughs> <laughs> as a Ravenclaw, I enjoy every moment of the hilarious nerdy show. It's good for the soul. Subscribe now! Yay! Thank you! Thank you! Uh, whoever you are, Auntie Mammy, if you send us a DM on any of our socials or an email at puffcastpod at gmail.com, we will get you a sticker. So just let us know who you are and where we can send the sticker to. And we're happy to send that out to you. Yes. So thank you. And we also have a couple few last announcements. So we have two new patrons as part of our Patreon community. And that is Anne and Jen. And we are so excited to have them both. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and if you would like to become part of our Patreon community, please head over to patreon.com slash puffcast where you can get exclusive benefits like bloopers and a special poem reading that I did forever ago and then forgot about and then Mel put up on Patreon. <laughs> also, we donate to charity every month. Last month was, well, this current month is reading is fundamental. And we also have stickers and we have lots of other fun things and a fun Facebook group that you can become a part of for as little as $2 a month. So we, we really would love to thank Anne and Jen for joining our Patreon. Jen joined us as a $7 patron, which means she gets a welcoming message from Miss Buttercup herself. Jen said in regards to getting that message, I just got the best welcome message ever. I'm a little worried about Buttercup, but I'm crying tears of joy from the amazing story she told me. Other than the part of being afraid. Seriously, they brought joy to my work day. And then in addition, she wrote, get ready to put up with me more because I'm, I'm a patron now. Does that mean I get pizza? And to that, I say, the answer is not necessarily no. I have not decided. <laughs> it's not out of the question that you could get pizza. Um, Juliana likes to just keep the pizza for herself. Um, yeah. It's very hard to wrestle it off her. Yeah. If you have seen Lord of the Rings and you remember the scene with Bilbo where he sees the ring on Frodo's neck for the first time and he turns into this, for a second, this weird beast, like, Wah! that's Juliana when it comes to pizza. So you have to be very careful, but I will try to make sure you are getting some. You can have my crusts if you want, my leftover <laughs> crusts. Not if it's stuffed crust, though. I want those crusts. I don't want like the... That is so generous of you. 
Yeah, I don't want the burnt crust. That's fine. I'm sure she appreciates it. Yeah. So, Jen, hit me up. I'll send you my burnt crust. <laughs> and if you want to get a personalized Buttercup message, sign up for our highest tier. Um, every single message is different. Yes. Buttercup is always on some kind of adventure or is being a little bit naughty and uh, mischievous <laughs> or just cute and fun. Yeah, sign up for that because it's really fun. And also you have at that level, you have the chance to guest host with us, yes. which will be great. So Jen and Anne will be guests on our show at some point in the next couple of months. We still have a couple of things lined up, but after yep. that, they will be on. Yeah. And our next patron who will be joining us for a show who is scheduled right now will be Jeff. Yes. Look forward to that episode. Jeff is very well spoken and he's also a host on Speak Beasties. So look forward to a very nice and wonderful conversation with him. And now that we wrap up our feedback and news, we are going back to our very fun special episode and the main discussion. Enjoy! Have fun! Adios! Goodbye! Okay. And so then we will just dive into our main discussion topic, which is talking about you ladies. And then we have... A pizza wizard fanfic that I am very <laughs> excited to hear because I have not heard it and it was written like halfway for me and I'm very excited <laughs> for the pizza wizard fanfic. <laughs> nice. First off, so we'll just just talk about you ladies. So Mel and I obviously both love your podcast. Yeah, we do. Oh, thank, thank you. you. That podcast is Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them for anyone who is listening. And why don't you ladies just tell us kind of how that podcast even started? Because I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> oh, um, so when we were in college, we lived together and um, we built this giant blanket fort that took up our entire living room to the point where you couldn't wow. walk through the front door. You had to come in through the <laughs> back door. We did block door. off the front. It was a fire hazard. <laughs> Um, and we would sit in this blanket fort with us and our the rest of our roommates and our friends and just find the craziest pairings we could find on fanfiction.net i mean it did all start Mm -hmm. because i mentioned i used to write fanfiction yeah and we were like okay we need that right now (laughs) and we read it and we roasted you and they roasted me (laughs) um and then rightfully so though i would say yeah yeah i I you deserved it i did something um and then (laughs) we just started reading the craziest fan fiction we could in this blanket fort and that was years ago yeah the, the the like memory of that fermented in our minds for years and years until one day we were yelling at each other that we needed a podcast. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I'm glad you decided so. Because it was the mid-20-teens and everyone had a podcast. Yeah. And I was listening to a, to a lot of podcasts at work at that point, and I was like, oh, this, mm. this sounds like a thing that I could do. What could I have a podcast about? And that blanket fort fan fiction reading just came to the front of my mind. Yeah. It yep. just spoke to you. It did. We we did both think that the other one was joking about starting a podcast for a little while. For like we'll... six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> six months. <laughs> did eventually realize that the other one wasn't joking. We were both serious and we were both into it. It sounds a tiny bit like me and Juliana. I was kind of joking to her that 
how about we start a Hufflepuff themed podcast? And she was like, sure. And half an hour later, we started like having this huge list of <laughs> ideas of what to do. So we were a bit quicker about that, but it started as a joke too. <laughs> I wonder if nice. all podcasts start as a joke. Maybe. I mean, I really hope so. It's a I joke, feel like that's the best it? way. <laughs> Question mark? Mm. Unless. What was the initial fanfic that you got roasted for about? Um, do you remember? <laughs> we did that one on the podcast, episode yeah, nine? nine. Oh, I don't think I've listened to episode nine. I joined a little bit later. About yeah. a million years ago. I was just thinking, I, I thought to remember that you actually read one of them, but it's been a long time ago, so I don't exactly remember either anymore. Super long time. Yeah, it was an accidental Dramini fic, is why she got roasted so hard. Yes. <laughs> accidental yes. Dramini. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, it was, and it's titled after a Bob Dylan song for no <laughs> apparent reason. <laughs> Because I was just like a really yep. pretentious teenager. Yeah, that part was good too. <laughs> but I feel like that's the best way to name a fanfic. It's to like have the title be so obscurely away from what actually is in the fanfic. Just I like... mean, <laughs> it's good for our purposes because it does throw off our prediction game really badly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> have both you ladies written fanfiction? At this point, yes. Mm -hmm. But when the podcast started, that was a no on your end? Yeah, I hadn't written anything before. I did like role playing on some forums, but I didn't write fan fiction on my own. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I have since, and it's up on AO3. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I wrote a ton of fan fiction from the ages like 10 to 17. <laughs> That's very impressive. Do you keep them under lock? hidden away for, for the world or are they still out there and yeah. people can find it? <laughs> um, some of them are out there. I They're on harrypotterfanfiction.com which is continuing to hang on. Like it almost died a few years ago yeah. and mm -hmm. all of your fanfiction would have been gone but it's still kicking somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I would have reposted it to fanfiction.net or something if they had if they had ended up going under, but I like having it there for some reason. And the the stuff that I deem okay enough <laughs> to be seen by the public is still up there. Okay. And the rest of it is in a Google Drive folder. Ooh, um, for just you. For just me. <laughs> <laughs> Until Kim gets her hands on it and then hello yeah. world. <laughs> <laughs> slowly unveiling some of it in the podcast on a segment called Shame Koya. We haven't done a Shame Koya in like two years, dude. No, it's only been like one year. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> Looks like it's time for another one. I know, yeah. <laughs> I'll do one next time. Uh -huh. You could do it as a Christmas gift to everyone, a lovely Shame yeah. Koya Ooh. for everyone to enjoy at Christmas. I don't know if you have any, like, festive fanfics that you've written but <laughs> oh i do <laughs> oh you do? Okay, perfect oh i do you've just committed <laughs> i did is it a mistletoe one? Oh, i know how you love mistletoe fix you love mistletoe fix <laughs> it's just a great setup you just know someone's gonna kiss but it could be anyone <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how you get your weirdest pairings together mm-hmm 
No, I so going off of that, I would love to know like what your like weirdest fan fiction tropes and pairings that you guys have seen throughout the years that you can remember are. Because I know more recently, like some of the crazier ones that I've heard are like the Gilderoy Voldemort ones, and I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> that's that's going out on a limb, but I'm here for it. <laughs> oh um, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. That's some good stuff. <laughs> Kim's on a roll with that one. Um. <laughs> There's so many. I think one of my favorite dumb fan fiction tropes that I just love is the head boy and the head girl have their own <laughs> dormitory for some unknown reason. They have their own common room. And so they're uh-huh. always forced to be together and it's always Draco and Hermione and then they fall in love yep. or whatever. That's a good one. That is a good one. I really like uh, talent show fix is what I've yes. gotten into recently. Because <laughs> what even is that? They're all so weird. <laughs> it's just like a series of characters. They're like, the author's like, all right. And now Hermione is going to sing this song, this Ashley Simpson yeah. song. And then perfect. Hermione's singing this. It's mostly the chapters are mostly lyrics copied and pasted off of Google. And then they, they strum their guitar and they stare very purposefully at one person and they sing the song for that person and then they win the talent show. Mm-hmm. Of course. Wow. <laughs> I think there's probably everything out there that you can imagine. So I don't I don't think oh, there's for sure. nothing that you can come up with that hasn't been written about. I mean, if there is, and this is the classic, of course, that everyone, even if they don't read fanfics, but the classic is, of course, the Squid and Hogwarts, um, mm. or basically anything. I was mm-hmm. going to say, that's one of my favorite ones. anything yeah. is the Squid. The Squid and mm-hmm. Toast is another one of my favorites. That's the good one. <laughs> I mean. We do. Yeah, we found some, some interesting Squid stuff over the years. Uh, our listeners do send us a lot of Squid stuff because we, did we demand that or did it come I think it us. happened to us. I don't think okay, we, yeah. I don't think we demanded that. But once you have Squid Month once, you got to have Squid Month forever. <laughs> is what we've learned. Um, yeah, one of our listeners wrote us. Speaking of like crazy pairings, one of our listeners wrote us this fan fiction that was Mister Weasley, Arthur Weasley slash Doctor Granger. So. Bi- <laughs> Hermione's dad? Hermione's dad. Oh, They're both okay. Dr. Rangers, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, honestly, that was I a good kind one. of see that working out because he's so interested in muggles that he would be like, yeah. oh, wow, a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> what do you that do with really all these cute. little bits and bobs and stuff? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was very good. Yeah. Oh. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll read that later. Who knows? <laughs> what is the one fanfic that you would never, ever want to look or read again? Look at or read again? It, the pairing or just the whole mm. theme of, mm. the, of the story? I, I mean, I've read some like really gross or really dark stuff, which I obviously don't use for the podcast because it's too cursed for anyone's mm-hmm. eyes or ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would prefer not to revisit those, honestly. <laughs> I, I I try to avoid love potion fan fictions because mm, yeah. they make me uncomfortable. Oh, I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. And then, of course, the fan fiction that I never want to read again is uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. 
<laughs> Honestly, valid oh, point. I'm so, I'm, yeah, yes, I agree. <laughs> we read that too many times. <laughs> Never again. Mistake. Oh, make me. <laughs> well, I don't know if you ladies have seen the play at all. Absolutely nope. love the play. Hmm. The actual staging of that thing is fabulous. The story is still complete, absolute crap <laughs> you're like this is pretty but this makes no sense <laughs> yeah i'd love to see the stage magic honestly yeah yeah but whew, that plot is nothing bad. <laughs> very bad so let's quickly move on from that one because no one of us likes <laughs> in my world it does not exist <laughs> yep so a question that we have had here, who is your one true OTP? Your one true pairing for those who don't know what that is. I think my one true pairing has changed. I've always, always said Ron and Hermione. Yeah. But I think my one true pairing is Percy slash Oliver now. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> oh, That's a good one, though. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. I'm going to stick with that. Those were kind of like tied when we started, I feel like. Yeah. I think one's one out, though, at this point. Nice. Uh, mine has not changed. It's still Wolfstar forever. Mm, mm. I thought so. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, too. See, I'm on the Madam Hooch Professor Sprout train. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. It's an obscure one, but that one, I think, is my favorite. That's good. That's a really good one. I feel one. like they're just, they're just compatible. Yeah. I'm about that. Yeah, mm. I'm into that. I like um, P- Madam Pomfrey slash Hooch as well. Oh, that's a good one, too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, since we are a Hufflepuff podcast, what about Hufflepuffs in fanfiction? Is that even a thing? Have you been coming across those before? We look for Cedric stuff a mm-hmm. lot, because we've got, we've got a ghost Cedric thing going, and uh... <laughs> Cedric's also just, you know, the best, most perfect boy, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. All Hufflepuffs are. Duh. <laughs> All Huffer- Hufflepuffs except Zachariah Smith. Um, we- hey, rude. <laughs> Valid. Zach's doing his best. <laughs> it's just not very good. <laughs> we do read actually a weirdly a lot of Hufflepuff fan fiction. Hmm. There's not a lot out there. Yeah, honestly, they're kind of they're such side characters, and a lot of the most of the side character stuff is pretty uncommon. It's all dreary. Mm-hmm. Right. Most fan fiction is dreary. Um we've so. read we've read uh we've read stuff that's got Justin in it. We've read mm-hmm. some Zach stuff. I know that I've recommended Hufflepuff yeah. fan fictions way more than we've read them on the podcast. Yeah, I think when an author chooses to write about those side characters, it's often they're making some more interesting choices. So those mm-hmm. are on our rec list more often. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the Hufflepuff characters, too, don't have the drama and uh, flair that some of the main (laughs) characters have, and they're a little bit more low-key, so when you're writing about them, you're like, yeah, they went to class and they did their thing, as opposed to, like, Draco coming into the room and being like, hello! (laughs) My father! (laughs) For sure, for sure. I also think that it's probably, there's much more possibility to write about, because we don't have really much presence about Hufflepuff, for example, Mm -hmm. or Ravenclaw. So these characters aren't built out that much, so you can come up with way more scenarios and characteristics for every character that you choose to have in your story yeah 
for sure. There is a lot more to do with them and a lot more like imagination involved in coming up with what they're like and what they would do in XYZ scenario. So I do think that's another reason why they end up on our recommendation list so often is because people are really, authors are really doing the work to like world build and create that Mm -hmm. for the Hufflepuffs. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Every once in a while, we'll get like one of those Hufflepuffs in the background of a story doing something weird. You know, like that story where Ernie McMillan definitely has a love cult. Yes. (laughs) I love that stuff. Yeah. They do end up weirdly in the background of other stories. A lot, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just a through line of all the Harry Potter books and movies, too. It's like, oh, yeah. And there were Hufflepuffs there. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, that's why most Hufflepuff fan fiction is Cedric. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's the only one everyone knows. Do you encounter the problem now after all these years that you have been especially also doing this podcast that you mix up the real story with the fanfic? So sometimes you don't oh. remember, was this actually real or is that just a story I read somewhere? We've definitely gotten worse about this <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I have I have lost all like connection with canon and all that's floating around in my head at this point is fanon pretty much. <laughs> that's what I would be afraid of that I would suddenly lose the ability to make the difference between those stories like <laughs> especially if you're talking about <laughs> the stories on a podcast like their actual canon and then you have all these wonderful extra ideas in your head and (laughs) yeah I I find myself often I think the the way that it happens for me the most is that I just like love some characters that are were either like nothing in the books like (laughs) JFF I'm like I love JFF but was JFF (laughs) Justin Finch Fletchley oh okay sorry I love him. Our boy, JFF. <laughs> Only referring to them by... <laughs> exactly. That's how much we love them. <laughs> oh, boy. And then I'm like, oh, that character did actually nothing in real canon. My brain is just referring to fan yeah. fiction. It's fine. Yep. We're really bad about that with Blaze, too. Oh, Blaze Zabini. Yeah. Oh, we love oh, yeah. We've constructed a bit of a mythos for them. So, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Blaze is really a character that can be anything and anyone. I mean, yep. mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. I don't know how you, you keep that at all, like, <laughs> still separated at all, because there's so many versions. We don't. <laughs> you just take it all. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what is canon? Never heard of her. Who cares anymore? <laughs> fan now, have you life. guys read any? I know this is a movie, isn't? But have you guys read any Bem fanfics? You know the guy who's in the third movie. Oh, the one African American kid. No, I in haven't. The whole, uh, I would love to get my hands on some Bem fanfic. I'll have to look up some later. There's gotta be. He's a great side character. It's gotta be outside of our time period, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's definitely outside of your time period that you guys are looking at. But just wondering if you'd come across any of those. No, yeah. not yet. That's a good one, though. That's a that's real niche. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are probably some fanfics out there. I'll have to do some research later. Yeah. <laughs> and are there any big plans coming your way for your podcasts in future? Uh, we would do we. Kim's face. (laughs) 
like, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so we just did this last summer, our Yes Glitter, our crack fanfic zine that we did with all of our listeners. And that was so big and took so <laughs> much out of us <laughs> as human beings. <sighs> We haven't come up with any big plans yet, but we are coming up on our 100th episode in the next oh, couple wow. months here. So we're going to do something. So we're going to have to come up with something we're, for that. We're going to do something. <laughs> that should actually be around when this releases. Yeah, we were projecting February-ish yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Okay, so should we get into our fanfic reading then, Mel? If you girls are ready... I'm definitely ready. Uh, the <laughs> The person who wrote this actually sent it into our story submission form. Oh, really? Oh. I noticed. Yeah. Last week, I was looking through to find uh, fan fictions to read on the podcast, and I saw this, and I was like, wait, I know what Tina and the Pizza Wizard is. <laughs> so I'm excited. So have you read it already? I haven't read it. I, do, I made sure not to oh, read it okay, so that I could okay. <laughs> be good for this. Yeah. Nice. Because we had um, Jeff, the our friend who wrote this, he wrote it up and sent it to us. And then I haven't read it yet, but we didn't tell him that this is what we're, we're using it for. Because he loves, obviously, because he submitted stuff to you. He loves your podcast, yeah. too. But we were like, oh, we have the best way to use this. <laughs> nice. And he has no idea until right now when he's listening that <laughs> we are using his fanfic and sharing it with you ladies. I'm excited. Surprise. Incredible. <laughs> I love the Pizza Wizard. All right, so we thought we would do it a little bit in your way, how you were doing it on your podcast. So we are having a fanfic here that only I have been reading, and it was written by our friend Jeffrey, also known as Dream Quaffle. And the time frame is summer 1996, and it he tagged it as comedy. And the name of it is Tina and the Pizza Wizard. So he wanted to note that this was written having Juliana in mind when he was writing it with together with our friend Sophie. They both worked on it together. And I would like you three to make some predictions for it before we start. I know that Tina and the Pizza Wizard are obviously in this fanfic already. Yeah, that would be a bit too obvious. <laughs> I want to say that someone gets covered in cheese at some point during this. Mm-hmm. Nice. Each, each one of you maybe make one prediction then we have three all together so juliana says oh yeah we could do that getting covered in cheese kim what do you think hmm um i think there's gonna be some pizza magic spells (laughs) okay (laughs) that makes sense is that a prediction (laughs) i don't know (laughs) you know like a spell that makes pizza hmm so like it like an instant oven kind of spell where you're like huzzah it goes to like an easy bake oven that's invisible (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that the pizza wizard is going to come to Tina in sort of like a fairy godmother type role to 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 fulfill oh. some some kind of um inner wish. Oh, that's a good one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this could go anywhere. <laughs> Keep in mind English is not my first language. <laughs> So every now and then I might uh, fall over some words here, but I try my best. All right. So anytime you want to interject and say something, throw it at me. Okay. All right. All right. 
Here we go. Tina and the Pizza Wizard. Dumbledore was at it again. He could never just spend a summer holiday from Hogwarts doing normal things like traveling or attending Quidditch matches. Sure, he had his hobbies, but nothing made him happier than his experiments. Not just the usual experiments <laughs> that advanced the magical knowledge of his fellows. After all, he had lived for a long time and had contributed so much to the world, so why not have a little fun? Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love this premise. <laughs> I feel like, you know, All Dumbledore, right. he's he's discovered the uses of for dragon's blood or whatever, and also, is he going to now have a pizza experiment? I hope it's a pizza experiment. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to do some dark magic on some pizza. <laughs> I feel like it's yeah. dark magic if you're bringing something inanimate to life. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that true? I can Ooh. tell you guys have been doing this a long time. <laughs> He had considered a number of options. He could remain as a ghost, but there was no coming back from that. He could try to become a spirit and inhabit the body of another human. Oh no! But that would rob them of their autonomy. Not to mention... Oh no, Dumbledore. Not to mention he might end up in the body of someone who had terrible digestive distress and he had enough discomfort at his age. Oh no, Dumbledore okay. is going to become the pizza wizard. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> this is a great premise. <laughs> Here we can see this was, uh, Juliana was on their mind a little bit because um, you girls probably don't know, but Juliana has a little bit of trouble with her tummy. So <laughs> yes. Here we go. And I would not wish that upon anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> then it hit him as if he had known the answer all along. Food. (laughs) Duh. Obviously. Oh, right. It was there all along. (laughs) I'll just become food. (laughs) Makes sense. All he would have to do is transfer his soul into something from the kitchens. Wait until the coast was clear, and then he could return to his body when nobody would think to disturb his resting place again. What if he gets eaten in the meantime? (laughs) Isn't the distillation of all of our souls pizza? Apparently it is. (laughs) (laughs) He scribbled a quick note for Severus Snape on a piece of parchment and left it on his desk where it would be clearly visible. The plan was, well, not simply exactly, but very Dumbledore-ish. He would put his soul in a food item from the kitchen. The house elves would be told to feed it to him while he was taking, in quotation marks, a nap. And then he would be back in his body in enough time to make his 10-pin bowling match with Minerva later that evening. <laughs> Priority. So he's going he's gonna to become food and then he's going to eat himself? No, 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 no. He's going to become <laughs> food and then he's going to instruct the house elves to put that food on his face because he's asleep. <laughs> oh. So the food goes okay. on his face and then it, that sort of like he's touching his, his soul own gets skin. absorbed uh-huh. through, through his skin. Like a, like a face mask. Yeah. <laughs> well, it does say that uh, they would be instructed to feed it to him. So I don't know how that would work, but... He's just gonna place it in his mouth while he's sleeping. Yeah, and then and then you move his jaw. <laughs> what? 
What is the, I want to know what the note that he left for Snape says. It's just like, hey, gonna be pizza. See you later. <laughs> gonna be pizza. <laughs> BRB. Incredible. Dumbledore stood in the middle of his office, holding his wand just above his head. With all his concentration, he tapped himself on the head and thought only of removing his soul. Suddenly, he felt his presence lift up and hang just above the place where he had been standing as his body fell to the floor with a loud thud. Oh, he didn't even okay. put down like a like a mattress or something, <laughs> or pillows or something, <laughs> or, nope. or like sit in a chair and do nope. it. Yeah, <laughs> blop. <sighs> what was that noise? I don't know. <laughs> he knew his unconscious body would be safe. Snape was always lurking around outside his office to pester anyone who tried to come in, so he would not have to explain himself. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dumbledore does not like to explain himself. No. That is true. That, that is true. true. <laughs> and Snape knows that people are often at their most distressed when they're trying to get to Dumbledore and at their most bullyable. Hmm. <laughs> Off he floated through the corridors and down to the bottom of the castle until he found the kitchens. He felt the certainty and happiness flood through him at the sight of all the house elves merrily cleaning the kitchens. That was their idea of summer holiday. Dumbledore decided to just float there for a while and admire the work of the house elves. If he had not been so distracted, he would have noticed that Mrs. Norris was hanging around too. Uh-oh. Phil... Mm. <laughs> Filch didn't always remember to feed her, so she was a frequent quest in the kitchen, as the house elves were always happy to share their supply of food. It's a bad cat dad. I yeah. was thinking that too. Hmm. <laughs> or she could just like always be hung one of those cats that's always hungry. Like you feed them and you feed them mm. and mm. they're just still screaming for food. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds <laughs> like my bunny panda. Sounds <laughs> like my dog. <laughs> Mrs. Norris knew that something was in the atmosphere and wasn't going to just let it get away. She followed Dumbledore's soul around the room and furiously tried to catch it. The house <laughs> elves noticed nothing because they were so happy to have work to be doing. Dumbledore was so distracted as he darted away from Mrs. Norris, he didn't notice that right there on the table was a lone slice of pepperoni pizza. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. I was there it comes. I was wondering if he was gonna like go into the pizza on accident or if he was going to be presented with all types of food and then <laughs> choose the pizza. That would have probably been more of his choice, yeah. The pizza chooses the wizard, Sequoia. <laughs> <laughs> Before he knew it, Dumbledore felt his soul merge with the cheesy triangle on the table. It was a much warmer sensation than he thought it would be. But that might have been because the slice had just come out of the oven. <laughs> Under different circumstances, he might have actually enjoyed the feeling, but he knew that his plan had now gone terribly wrong. Did it? <laughs> Or did it go terribly right? <laughs> this is about right. <laughs> this slice was meant for Professor Flitwick. Oh but no! Professor Flitwick is also soul inhabiting a food. 
<laughs> There's a line. You have to get in the line to get the best soul pizza, okay? I mean, you always wonder what go- goes on in summer holiday, you know, on- around Hogwarts, so... I imagine just showing up, like, you left a book at Hogwarts, and you're like, oh, I came back to grab it, and, like, literally... There are just like random pizza slices dancing around the great <laughs> hall that have like characteristics of all the professors, and they're all just like, <laughs> like a little tiny one that's Professor Flitwick, and like a huge one that's Hagrid. <laughs> just like slowly backing out. Ooh. Yep. Just like, okay, right. got my book. I'll see you in the fall. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> this slice was meant for Professor Flitwick. What if he ate it? What if he only ate part of it? What if he wasn't hungry and the slice of pizza was thrown away? I love the idea of Flitwick eating half of Dumbledore pizza slice. And Dumbledore's like, half my soul is in his stomach. <laughs> the rest is in the trash. <laughs> is that count as making a horcrux? Because technically he's still like a lot. He split his soul in two. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Pizza horcrux. That seems like a bad idea. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe Voldemort should have tried it. He's good at doing bad things that are bad ideas. I don't know if your horcrux should be perishable. Yeah, right? <laughs> maybe he had a practice run. You know, the very first one he did was maybe a pizza slice. Okay, where were we? Little did Dumbledore know that up on the ledge of the nearest window, there was a pigeon who was also more than they appeared. She was a frequent visitor to the Hogwarts grounds. She had heard about the place from her husband, a very distinguished alumnus, so many times that it made her curious. Any idea who this could be? Tina. <laughs> Tina's the pigeon. Tina. I see. Tina. Pigeon. <laughs> Does that make her an anim- Is she a secret anim- animagi if she is the, the pigeon? Wait, mm-hmm. wait for Maybe. the next sentence. Okay. From her first visit, she had fallen in love with the place and loved to see it when she was out and about in her animagus form. Nice. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. Pigeon's a great choice. We've yeah. talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, if a pigeon nipped down to the kitchen and helped themselves to a free lunch, who was going to object? Mrs. Yeah. Norris? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> The pigeon happened to show up in the kitchen just after Dumbledore's cheesy mistake. <laughs> cheesy mistake. So as far as she was concerned, it was just a piece of pizza that was up for grabs. Naturally, she helped herself, savoring every bite of the delicious pizza. She ate the Did whole she... Dumbledore... Oh, what? <laughs> yep. She oh, no. ate him up. <laughs> I'm interested to see what happens. She got like poop out his soul or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's Dumbledore. (laughs) I'm I'm here in a turd right now. I'm a pigeon turd. (laughs) I'd love to see the mechanics of this play out. I'm very interested. (laughs) I kind of wish that wasn't. That's what it is. Or that. mm. (laughs) How unfortunate if Dumbledore would have to re-eat. Like if he, his plan was his plan was oh to God. re-eat the pizza slice oh. on his oh, body. That's no. that's inanimate on the floor. No. <laughs> <laughs> he had to be someone to be pigeon pigeon poop. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> oh jeez. Okay, this takes this takes turns I would have not seen coming. <laughs> what a rude awakening that would be to get your soul back. <laughs> What's that taste in my mouth? I don't know. <laughs> Kinda tastes like pizza, but there's something else. There too. <laughs> okay. Carry on, Mel. <laughs> Okay, let's pick up on the last sentence. Naturally, she helped herself, savoring every bite of the delicious pizza. Just as the pigeon started to fly away back home, she knew that something inside her was wrong. It wasn't indigestion. This was a new feeling. The feeling of sharing the space of her body with another. The feeling of being both herself and someone else as well. She heard a voice inside her mind, and not just her usual intuition, which should have kept her from eating someone else's pizza, but did not. <laughs> Ooh, her mistake. Is Tina's cheesy mistake? <laughs> Question mark? Tina, is that you? Albus? <laughs> Tina was astounded that all of the voices she could hear Dumbledore so clearly in this moment. Yes, he said. I'm afraid something has gone terribly wrong with an experiment. <laughs> terribly wrong with an experiment? What are you talking about? Well, you see, Dumbledore said sheepishly, that wasn't an ordinary slice of pizza you just ate. At least not by the time you arrived in the kitchen. <laughs> Albus, please tell me that you were not in that pizza slice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would gladly tell you that if I could, but I'm afraid that would be dishonest, said Dumbledore. But when has Dumbledore ever been honest? Like, let's be here. <laughs> oh, no. He should have just lied to Tina and be like, oh, no, 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 no. I infused with your brain. <laughs> that was the experiment. I would never turn myself into pizza. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> Tina took refuge in a nearby tree to try and process what she had just heard. How could this be? All she wanted was to take a leisurely flight, explore the Hogwarts grounds, grab a quick lunch, and then make it home in time to help Newt feed the moon calves. What on earth was she going to do now? Do you think I'll be able to turn back into a human, Albus? Tina asked. Well, not in the current circumstances. When your body tries to change back to its usual form, it will not know who to put in control between the two of us. Mm. It is very delicate oh, magic no. and needs to be handled carefully. Perhaps if we could somehow reverse what happened, then we could put things right again. So she's going to vomit him up as a full slice of pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, I'm very confused on the mechanics of this situation. Oh no, whatever the plan's going to be, can't be a good <laughs> I mean, none of the plan so far has been a good plan. <laughs> I guess so yeah, the yeah, rest yeah. of the plan is... <laughs> oh. uh, this is the part in the story where I marked to myself, I feel so sorry about this next part. <laughs> 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 about the whole rest of the story. I'm so excited. Oh, wow. oh no. Tina thought frantically. Wait, Tina said suddenly. What if I could just throw up the slice of pizza exactly yes. 
<laughs> exactly at it as it was when I ate it. Would your soul still be attached to the pizza? That would be worth a try, said Dumbledore. But the pizza would have to be completely intact, I would imagine. That way it could be brought back to where my body is lying in my office and we could feed it to me so that my soul oh my returns God. to its proper place. Oh he is gonna eat vomit pizza. <laughs> so good what even uh, yes 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 <laughs> if i know my husband he's bound to have something in his case said tina he's always experimenting with different herbs and ingredients he collects from his beloved creatures he has a cure for practically everything so it's probably the best chance we have he has a cure for digestion <laughs> <laughs> what very well said dumbledore let us not waste another moment Tina took flight and headed straight towards her home. She couldn't think of anything except that she hoped he would be able to help return her and Dumbledore to their respective bodies. She didn't mind Dumbledore's company exactly, but she much preferred to be able to look him in the eye when speaking to him. <laughs> Helpfully, Dumbledore remained silent as they flew towards the Scamander's home. She felt that he was somehow enjoying being along for the ride. She hoped he wasn't getting used to it. <laughs> Newt was just stepping out onto the lawn to collect the post when Tina came soaring down to meet him. She landed on top of the fence next to the mailbox and looked expectantly at him. He gathered the letters from the mailbox and looked over at the visitor without one hint of surprise. He would have known those salamander eyes anywhere, even <laughs> when they were looking at him through a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh. oh, Tina, what have you been up to today? Newt chuckled to himself. This was one of the many wonderful things about Newt. He never panicked. He just picked up his pigeon wife and carried her into the house. As you do. Oh, you know, I was just uh, casually having a nice fly around today, and then I accidentally ate a pizza wizard, so yeah. if you could quickly make me throw up, that would be great. Oh. <laughs> he set her down on his workshop table in the back room. Let me grab my emergency bag, Tina. Good thing we've always kept it stocked since the kids were little. I'll hold it up and you can just give me a pack to show me what you need. Newt opened his small leather case to reveal several potion bottles of various sizes. One by one, he held, it, held up the bottles to Tina to try and understand which might be the most helpful. Oh, this is happening too slowly. The digestive process is beginning. <laughs> I was going to say, how long do they have? <laughs> this is a time-sensitive thing. <laughs> She gave him a swift pack on the hand when she saw a tiny green bottle with the label that said, For a quick, clean vomit. No more than one <laughs> dose per day. Oh boy. <laughs> a clean vomit. Poor Tina, she didn't ask for this and now she has to vomit up Dumbledore. Like, that sounds very unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. He poured a small amount into a cup the size of a thimble and placed it in front of her. Down the hatch, love, Newt said merrily. He almost seemed to be enjoying himself now. Wow, he's sadistic. <laughs> Look at that. Yes, he was, probably. <laughs> yeah. Tina drank the potion and immediately began to feel herself prepared to vomit. 
She leaned over the edge of the counter and threw up the slice of pizza onto the floor. It lay there in one perfect piece, exactly as it had looked when Tina first noticed it in the kitchens. Now, does it come out of her mouth and, like, it's all particles and then, like, reforms as a piece of pizza? Because I I just imagine, like, how would a full slice of pizza come out of a pigeon's exactly. mouth? Exactly. Like, the pigeon's mouth is, like, teeny, teeny, tiny, and the slice of pizza is, like, what, like, four or five inches by, like, another, like, three or four or five inches? Like, I, how is that? I kind of imagine like, it to happen in a way... Like when Newt opens up his case and he sucks in the rumpant, you know, just that it goes the other way, it comes out that way of her, mm. maybe. Just whoop, mm-hmm. there it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza. Okay. Uh, Once she was sure there was no trace of the pizza left, Tina resumed her usual form to make sure she still could. Oh, Newt! She exclaimed. Thank goodness you were able to put this right. Well. Newt said thoughtfully. Almost right. I'm guessing that isn't just the slice of pizza you took from a street vendor, was it? <laughs> Wait, took? <laughs> Are we getting a hint here that this might be the New York pigeon? <laughs> does Tina does Tina fly around and steal food from people all the time? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I mean, how do you think she got the hot dog in the first movie? She was as a pigeon, and she's like, ah, that's mine. And then she turned back into a person and was like, hey, I got mustard all over my face. I didn't steal this. Don't look at me. No, she admitted. It came from Hogwarts, and it's very important that we get it back immediately. I'll try to explain on the way. Newt picked up the slice of pizza off the ground grabbed hold of his wife's arm tight and turned out the spot. The next moment they were standing in the middle of the village of Hogsmeade. They walked at a brisk pace as Tina tried to explain all she knew to her husband. So, Dumbledore didn't tell you why he wanted to become someone's lunch? Newt inquired. (laughs) (laughs) No, said Tina. I didn't really ask, but I don't think that's what he was exactly after. Once we return him to his body, we can ask. Newt and Tina met one of the Aurors who was assigned to protect the school at the entrance gate. They paused, as they could not think of how to explain themselves in a way that didn't sound crazy. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, Professor McGonagall came walking up the path, just back from her daily shopping in the village. Professor McGonagall, Newt addressed himself to, to the stern woman, who seemed only mildly surprised to see him. Tina and I must get this slice of pizza to the headmaster's office right away. (laughs) Checks out, checks out. Everyday business. Yeah, if anyone's going to understand that Dumbledore did something totally crazy town, it's McGonagall. She's like, all right, again? (laughs) If McGonagall found this statement in any way odd, she hid it well. She simply nodded and escorted the pair and their pizza slice past the oar guarding the gate and straight up to the castle. If the truth be told, she was happier not knowing after all she had been through with Dumbledore. I like how this version of Hogwarts actually has security too. Like there's actually someone waiting there being like, no, you cannot enter. As opposed to every other version we've heard where it's just like, oh, I just walked on the ground. Yeah, no big deal. I'm a killer and I'm here. Here I am. (laughs) Just casually walking around. (laughs) Nothing to worry about, Severus, said McGonagall to Snape, 
as he stepped out to ask what they were doing walking towards the headmaster's office. These two have urgent business with the headmaster. Acid pops, McGonagall said, gave the password to the gargoyle. The gargoyle leapt aside and allowed Newt and Tina to run up the staircase. They burst through the door to Dumbledore's office and found his body lying on the floor with arms and legs sprayed as if he had fallen unconscious. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I still think a chair would have been helpful here, especially yeah. if someone came in. They wouldn't be mm -hmm. worried. They would just think he's taking a nap, but okay. <laughs> That's how Dumbledore naps. Yeah. <laughs> Splayed out on the just floor. Like, yeah. On the stone floor, it's like <laughs> not breathing. <laughs> Newt rolled Dumbledore over and tipped his head back as Tina carefully fed the slice of pizza to him, helping him <laughs> chew and swallow since he could not do it himself. Yeah. I'm, How do you help like, someone help swallow? Someone swallow? I, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> like giving a dog a pill? Like, take the pill, take the pill. But you have to like get his esophagus to like move. They're using magic. Yeah. yeah. Magic. Let's go with yeah. that. <laughs> esophagus move guess. Okay. <laughs> That's canon. Let's keep going. <laughs> After a minute had passed, the headmaster's eyelids began to flutter and he seemed to regain consciousness. Well, said Dumbledore, I think we can all agree that was a failed experiment. To say the least, said Tina, what on earth were you thinking of, Dumbledore? Dumbledore seemed to think carefully about his answer. Oh, just seeing what would happen, you know. I undoubtedly got more than I bargained for. Not to mention a literal bird's eye view of the grounds. Dumbledore chuckled at his own joke. I really am very grateful to you, Mr. Scamander, to returning Tina and myself to rights. And I owe you a thousand apologies, Mrs. Scamander. The two nodded as if to simply say, don't mention it, please. So what have you learned from whatever experiment that was, Dumbledore? Tina asked. Dumbledore considered his answer before giving it. From now on, he decided, I think I will have my lunch delivered straight to my office. The end. <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> Incredible! <laughs> that is not the direction I saw that going yeah. in, in any capacity. Nope. But I love it. <laughs> That was so fun. Silly. I was thinking Dumbledore was going to turn into the pizza wizard and like interact with Tina and maybe they would get like paired up or something. Mm. But I did not see vomiting up a full slice of pizza <laughs> as part of this. I, I this don't fanfic. know. Yeah. I have read this story now four or five times. Um, <laughs> I still don't quite understand. <laughs> The mechanics of it is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like it's because I feel like a pigeon's body is like the size of a slice of pizza. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, in some cases, the pizza might even be bigger than the pigeon. So yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, How does it reassemble itself? Because she surely cannot have swallowed the whole pizza slice at once. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe. Unless she did, magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the answer to everything. 
Wow. Thank you very much for that, Jeffrey and Sophie. Um, I think this will haunt our dreams tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I freaking love it. That was so good. So. What a treat. About your predictions. (sighs) About our predictions. (sighs) And no one got covered in cheese. Yeah. Well, technically. Dumbledore kind of got covered in cheese. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He he more or less became cheese. Yeah. I would say he was cheese more than he was covered in cheese. Yeah. I was imagining someone getting like covered in like a a person getting covered in cheese, Mm -hmm. not. Dumbledore <laughs> fusing his soul with cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone was uh, was really seeing Dumbledore infusing his soul with cheese. Probably not. No. I mean, it's it's the next logical step in the Dumbledore like storyline. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. Yeah, I think none of you really got nope. it. Didn't really nail it nope. completely, but you had really great ideas, especially the fairy godmother. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You know, this, we'll this get him sense next time. of disappointment is one I'm used to, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any ending thoughts on this story? I'm wondering if when Dumbledore dies in the books, maybe what happened is that Draco dissociated his soul from his body and his body just like goes flying off the tower, but his real soul got infused with a slice of pizza and he's still alive. And now he lives on your shirt. <laughs> he lives on my shirt. Shirt. all right then i suggest if we have no further comments to that thank you once more for this lovely story then we could jump into our favorite game juliana do you want to kick it off oh yes so ladies our game that we're playing is are you popping kidding me This is a game where each person will have one fact, quote unquote, about them that they will tell to the group. The group must then vote if the person is telling the truth or puffing with them. Each guessing person can also ask one question of the person giving the statement. And as we do, we like to hand it over to you ladies first. So if one of you ladies are ready, if not, Mel and I can step in and be first. I can be first. Okay. Lay it on us. All right. I have played Quidditch in four countries. Oh. What countries were they? They were the United States, Canada, the UK, and Italy. I feel like this seems like a valid story, but then I want to say that you're lying because you're a Slytherin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Hmm, I'm trying to think of a question. What position were you playing? Beater or chaser? Kim, do you have a question also? I don't have any questions. I've known you so long, Sequoia. <laughs> do you know the answer? I th- I think it's true. Although, hmm. What team were you playing on in Canada? How's that? In Canada, I played on a fantasy team at Canada Day Fantasy. Hmm. Oh, so these were all different teams and not the same team that was traveling to different countries. I kind of feel like if Kim isn't sure and she knows you for so long, you would for (laughs) sure have told her if you played Quidditch before. So I want to say you're lying because one, you're a Slytherin and two, you have a very good poker face. (laughs) And (laughs) I kind of want to say it's a lie. What does Kim say? I think it's true. 
You think it's true. Okay, do I tell you now? Mm-hmm. It is a lie. Dang yes. it! Ah! <laughs> Did you not play... I've refereed Quidditch in all four of those countries. I knew I it was some kind of technical thing. Of them. Dang it. Aha. I was like, yeah, she spent to Italy and she did Quidditch stuff there. She went to the UK and did Quidditch stuff there. Quidditch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, trick question. You got me. Aha. Caught on the technicality. Uh, very good. There are points, by the way. You can win points for the guest tally. So if you're doing good, you get a point. Oh. <laughs> oh. I didn't. Be known that there is no prize. Just maybe a smile, <laughs> a kind word, something like that. You can win as your prize. <laughs> Beyond that, we have nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess it's my turn. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me think. Just a second. I can think of something about myself. Anything about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I dressed up as Hermione Granger uh, for three Halloweens as a kid. True. What years? What years? Uh, mm -hmm. 2001, 2003, and 2005. Mm. I think that's it's such a typical thing to do as a child that I don't even have a question. I'll just go with <laughs> Sure, she did. <laughs> I want to say it's true because I was that kid too who... Every year I was like, I'm going to be this thing. And then I was like, nope, I'm just going to use the same costume I used last year. <laughs> I'm going to go with false because 2005, you would have been a sophomore in high school. You don't think I went trick-or-treating as a sophomore? I do I not think I went trick-or-treating as a sophomore. <laughs> Candy, go priorities. False. <laughs> You're right. I'm right. Yeah. I only, oh, the first yeah. time I dressed up as Hermione was last year. <laughs> oh. Nice. <laughs> I have a pigeon related statement because it fits nicely with our story from today. <laughs> when I was a small kid, I had my very own carrier pigeon. What was the pigeon's name? Mm -hmm. Melanie. I mean, that sounds about on brand for a child. I named half my stuff Juliana. So Melanie Jr. or just Melanie? <laughs> just Melanie. Hmm. Was it trained? Did you send letters to people? Um, it was trained to fly to certain locations and be, it's sort of like a race, a pigeon race mm. in a way. So it would fly to a certain point and then you would go there and pick it up. Or or did they did they fly back also? I'm not sure. Who took care of the pigeon? Uh, my grandpa. See, you're European, so you have you guys have some like weird things that would never happen in America here. Like I don't know anyone who would have a carrier pigeon who lives in Massachusetts would be like, oh yeah, I just have carrier pigeons. So I'm almost inclined just to say true, just because. I could see that your grandpa would take care of it. I was, if you said your parents, I would have been like, mm, I don't know about that one. That could be a lie. <laughs> but I can take your grandpa as, as a valid thing. Though now you're smiling at me, which makes me <laughs> doubt that. <laughs> I'm going to say true. I, I think I, I think yeah. I say true. I like the name so much that I hope it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you all say it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. <laughs> yes! 
I thought this would sound so odd that you would think, nah, why would you have a carrier pigeon? This is so weird. <laughs> if I've learned anything having friends in Europe is that you guys do things that I'm like, I would never even consider that as an option. Uh, so my grandpa used to have this little, let's call it a pigeon house in the garden. He had like quite a bit of pigeons there. He was breeding them and they were all trained to take part to these races and I do not remember now if they were only flying to a certain location or if they were also if if they were driving to a certain location and then let them out there and they had to find their way back home I think that's actually how that mm. went mm. so and you were able to win prizes for that so and there was one pigeon in particular he had one purely white pigeon and he loved me so much that he said that this is your pigeon and I'm going to call it Melanie so that was my own personal carrier pigeon. That's awesome. Oh, so you didn't even name the pigeon. No, my grandpa did. He named it after me. Nice. That's That's awesome. much better than you naming it after. Because I know I still have one of my teddy bears that I had when I was little. And its name is Juliana because, you know, <laughs> creativity as a two-year-old. That's so. awesome. So my statement is that I have slept over on two separate war slash battleships. Hmm. I let you guys go first. What were their names? One of them was the USS Massachusetts, and the other one, I can't remember the name of, but is at Mystic Seaport in wherever that is, somewhere in Massachusetts. It's a little port town. Were these active duty ships or... Um... Oh, no. No. <laughs> okay. I don't let you sleep over on the... <laughs> <laughs> Juliana, I don't know. Very... war. <laughs> Yay! Very much so uh, docked and had been docked for a long time. <laughs> Decommissioned. And, sure, sure. And were like uh, historic, historical landmarks. All right. You know, sometimes they use like active battleships as, for like disasters and stuff. It's not out of the question. <laughs> I will say I was not in a disaster situation okay, right. on either one of these. <laughs> it was a choice to do this. <laughs> so I know that... In fact, you have done this at least once because you were just mm -hmm. yesterday, it was yesterday, right? With your mom uh, Friday. visiting the one that you were sleeping on when you were still with the scouts, I think. Yeah, like 14 years ago. <laughs> so that actually happened because she was sending us pictures of that from... Yes, but did the second one happen? Hmm, that that's is the, the question. question. I'm gonna... <laughs> 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 I I think it was only that one boat. Uh-huh. I'm going to say false because I think you're trying to to trick Mel. <laughs> yes. That is kind of the vibe I'm getting also. Yeah, false? Yeah. <laughs> so you all say false then? Yes. Yes. It is true actually. Oh. I can't remember the name of the ship at Mystic Seaport, but we slept over the first time was the time when I went to the, like the actual like bat like the big battleship that I visited this Friday. That's like freaking humongous, and it's really great because you sleep on a piece of stretched canvas. Literally, you're in a huh. sleeping bag <laughs> on a piece of stretched canvas, and you're like, "Yep, I got no sleep last night." And we were like, "That was fun. Let's do it again." It looked very uncomfortable. <laughs> so we went to a ship and we slept on that one <laughs> wow and again got no sleep nice all right so um 
since this is coming out in February, I cannot add these points yet to the tally, so I can't let you know who's leading at this point. But it's probably me. At- it's probably Juliana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually winning. But at least Kim made one point. Sequoia made two points. So we have three for the guests. Heck yes. Very well done. Juliana made two points and I got one. And I still keep sucking at this game. (laughs) I'm not good. I like this game. You need to work on your poker face. You just need to pick a face that just doesn't mean anything like... Something like that. Where it's like, that could really truly mean any emotion. Well, lately I got you a couple of times. So it was about time that you would catch me with one again. But I'm the winner. There's no prize, but I am the winner. (laughs) We shall see in February what happens. (laughs) I am predicting that I will be the winner. (laughs) Hello, this is Melanie. We are having finally February. And I can now give you the final tally or the current tally. Kim and Sequoia collectively had three points for the guests. Juliana had two points and I had one point with the last results that we had. I was in the lead with 15 points, one ahead of Juliana. So with addition to the points of this week's episode, Juliana and me are both on the same place tied with 16 points and the guests 15 points. So I am sorry to say so, Juliana, but unfortunately you are not in the lead. But, you know, we will see what happens with the next round and if you are going to go back to being the winner of this game. But not today! Haha! Okay, so with that we give over to Buttercup and her question of the week. Hello, dear listeners. With this week's main topic about fanfiction... I would like to hear from you, if you are a writer, what is inspiring you to write? And what are possibly your favorite characters to write about? Just share with us your experience with fanfiction and we would love to talk about it in the next episode's feedback section. Thank you, Buttercup. Kim and Sequoia, would you like to tell us where everyone can find you? And additionally, of course, we still want to hear about Sequoia's new podcast as well. Yeah. You can find us on Fanatical Fix. It's our Harry Potter fan fiction podcast. We are at Fanatical Fix on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And you can find us on any podcatcher, more or less. I don't know. Probably? Yeah. Uh-oh. Mostly? <laughs> <laughs> Um, my new show, which by the time this comes out will be a few months old, is um, it's called But Make It Scary. It's a dark comedy podcast where me and a guest take a romantic film and turn it into a scary movie. Ooh. And um, <laughs> and that can be found on any podcatcher, But Make It Scary, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at But Make It Scary. Oh, we will definitely listen to that. That sounds really fun. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited. It's such the perfect time as we are having Halloween coming now to come out with that. Yeah, it drops on Halloween, so. Oh, that's fabulous timing. (laughs) Perfect. Ooh, spooky. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. This has been a blast. 
Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> we hope that we didn't ruin pizza for you completely. <laughs> Could have <if> you tried. <laughs> Good. They will go and have one though. <laughs> just watch out for pigeons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just make sure and like double check with the pizza be like, "Hey, you got Dumbledore's soul in it?" and the pizza will be Do like, "You have a soul?" No, I don't. <laughs> I don't contain a soul right now. Okay, cool. I could eat you. <laughs> yes. Okay. So if you'd like to get in contact with us here at Popcast Pod, you can listen to us on any platforms where podcasts are found. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Puffcast Pod. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash puffcast. You can also send us an email. Maybe you have another fanfiction or a continuation of this fanfiction where Dumbledore turns himself into a burger or maybe <laughs> some fries. And you can email that to us at puffcastpod at gmail.com. You can also head over to Patreon and support us as little as $2 a month to get exclusive benefits like bloopers, access to Buttercup's Tea Room, stickers, and we also donate $1 to charity every month for each patron that we have. I have no idea what that will be at this point in time because this is in February and we're not in February right now, but we'll get to that. And if you'd like to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, we would love that. And if you write us a review, we will read it here. And if you let us know, we will get you a sticker. So until next time, stay puffy and badger on. <laughs> <laughs>